Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everybody. It's Ann Ortley from the Bright Red Desk, and this is Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather. It's bright and early on a Sunday morning. I woke up early. I've got a day of work ahead of me, and I thought, you know what? I'm going to do the podcast a little early today. Get it out there in the world, you know, kind of say, yeah, it's a Virgo moon. Everybody gets their podcast early. I've checked off something on my work list. And today is the podcast for February 28th, 2021. I know I got all of you a little excited last week when I said the wrong date. Mercury retrograde, baby, it was right on my ascendant. Well, he was actually clearing his shadow. So um, he's still in Aquarius for a couple more days. And uh, we are, of course, working at peak intellectual process. We're really seeing things. And, of course, as he passes through his... One, two, three in the sign of Aquarius, which he entered on January 15th. Um, he then stopped and went backwards, and then he's now going forwards. He's really pointing out things to you that you need to look at and you need to figure out in a new way, a new approach. This week, Mars is going to enter into Gemini, um, and he's going to be there till the beginning of April, the middle of April. Um, and as he does that, entering into Gemini, um, he kind of says, hey, maybe again, maybe again, maybe you want to do it again. Remember, first times doesn't always succeed. If first you don't succeed, try, try again. Training wheels, Mars and Gemini's training wheels. Remember when you ride your bike, you had those little training wheels, and you kind of tipped and the wheel picked up, and then you tipped the other way and the wheel picked it up. You didn't fall over, but you did that little bouncy thing. I am a Virgo. We tend to be a little um, apprehensive about things like that, you know. So I had training wheels for a really long time. And uh, everybody was, like, giving me a really hard time in the neighborhood. And they were going, really, like, you can ride the bike. You can take the training wheels off. And I was like, oh, no, no. I like my training wheels. I'm very happy with them. Thank you very much. I don't want my training wheels off. A lot of peer pressure to get rid of the training wheels. You may feel that this week. Peer pressure to get rid of your training wheels. And finally, Mrs. Parsons, the next-door neighbor, who is a lovely lady, who taught me how to sew. Also, I used to sew in her basement and make dresses with simplicity patterns. Um, I had this wonderful blue dress with a bow on it that I just adored. But at any rate, she said to me, Ann, we are going to get rid of your training wheels. You can ride a bike. And I was like, I don't, I don't know that I can ride a bike. What if it tips over? What if it does? What if, you know, you had a whole bunch of whatever, anxieties, fears, you know, that kind of energy. Darned if Mrs. Parsons didn't get me to get rid of the training wheels. And now I ride bikes. I can ride a bike without a training wheel. So this is the week we take our training wheels off. And our job with that is to kind of remember we've we've been practicing We've been working on this. We've been figuring it out. We're ready to take the training wheels off. And with Mars and Gemini, it is a, it's an energy of dual. You know, we're going to ride along. The training wheels are going to say to us, you know, you really can do this without me. But we're not ready quite yet to let them go. But then we are ready to let them go because we're really riding straight and we don't really hit the training wheel that often, you know. we're you know, But we're, we're not sure. And that's okay. Not sure but okay, ready to do it. And so as Mercury goes through Aquarius, I want you to look back at your life and figure out where you want to take off the training wheels this week. Or maybe revisit the training wheels and try again because that energy of Mars and Gemini suggests do it again. Now, one of the things that happens as you get a little older, you start getting a little worried about failing. And you start going, well, you know, what happens if... uh, 
happens if this happens and what happens if that happens. Whereas when you're a little kid, you don't really think about it. You know, you just kind of do it. Or when you're younger, you know, think of the things you did that you kind of roll your eyes about, you know, because you did them and they're part of your history. But you're like, wow, yeah, I did do that, you know. And and I want you, I want you to really think like, okay, the universe is asking me to take the training wheels off and give me a new way of trying things. Remember, this year we're having that Uranus um, Saturn square. We're having it three times. Uh, and so Uranus square, Uranus square Saturn is a little bit disruptive. It's a little bit um, change your life, you know. So last week well, we had Tiger Woods um, have his uh, accident. And um, I was talking to a friend of mine, who uh, Carol, who lives in uh, over in the Netherlands in Danvers in Amsterdam, out, out of Amsterdam. And she was saying to me that, you know, when, when she was married to her husband, she had a Subaru. And the whole thing with the super rules, the car corrected itself. And I remembered when I was a kid and my dad took us uh, out to drive and we went to parking lots and he put us into skids. And, you know, when you're in a car and it's skidding, your instinct is to turn the steering wheel to the left to get out of the skid instead of turning into the skid. But if you turn into the skid, it actually helps. And so we were talking about Tiger's broken right leg. And um, I, we were, you know, like when you're in that kind of accident, the car's rolling over and rolling over. You're like pushing your right leg against the brake, trying to make it stop. And, of course, that's a force. And then the car coming at you is another force. So the leg, of course, being the lesser force breaks. And, you know, he broke his leg in a number of places. And she said what you're supposed to do when you're in that kind of thing is you're just supposed to lean back, relax, go for the ride and let the car roll, and then when it comes to a stop, kind of see where you are. But if you tense up, which, of course, we know when you see somebody coming at you in the rearview mirror and you know they're going to hit you, you tense up. If you just relax into it, you just relax and, and go for the ride. So I want you to kind of think of this whole year. When you tense up, that's the Uranus-Saturn aspect doing something to your chart, right, because they're going to come boom, boom, and wake you up wake up planets in your chart, wake up your energy, and you have to kind of, rather than tensing up, you want to relax into it. You want to roll and go, you've got this, you've got this, you can do this. You can ride this energy. You can, you know, you feel the anxiety, totally cool, but then relax into it. And so that's the practice that we're going to be working on this week. Somewhere in the world we're going to be asked to take, somewhere in our life we're going to be asked to take off our training reels and and uh, maybe ride the bike without training wheels. So it's an interesting week because it does speak to having um, us comfort ourselves in our own authority that we, that we actually know what we're doing, and also to comfort ourselves that you know it is time to take the training wheels off. Now, in some cases, with the Mars and Gemini for the next couple of months, we're going to ride with somebody. Someone's going to help us. They're going to ride alongside of us. They're going to they're going to shout encouragement. Remember, you know, you see the pictures of the little kids learning how to ride, and they they take off on the bike, and the the mom or the dad running behind them, you know, slow down, and the kid takes off, right? Um, so that energy too. Maybe somebody run running alongside of you, holding your seat, and helping you keep keep straight. Well, and then once you get enough speed, you know, you you ride off by yourself, <laughs> that kind of week. And so it's pleasant aspects, not a lot of hard stuff going on out there. But if you do crash, don't tense up. You know, if you do kind of veer right and head towards the mailbox, 
on your bike, just kind of go, okay, let me not, let me not tense, let me not jam on the brake, let me not freeze, let me not, let me just relax into the change, relax into the shift, relax into what I see, and then relax into Mars and Gemini. You know, I may have to do it again, twice. A lot of times with Mars and Gemini, my favorite thing is to say to them, you know, you have to do it twice. They all go, oh yeah, I know. I always have to do everything twice. That's Mars and Gemini. So this next two months, you may have to do everything two times. That starts on Wednesday. Uh, and then we go forward. Um, this week, also, all the planets are in a clump on one side of the sky. Everybody is still reporting into Saturn. He's the boss. He's the big kahuna. Um, last week when the moon was in Cancer, moon reported to itself. But now everybody's back reporting into Saturn. Here comes Remo. So this week, the moon is opposite all those planets. So it is by itself. So you may feel a little bit more isolated by yourself or more alone because you're going to stand and look at all the planets from the position of the Virgo, the Libra, and the Scorpio houses as it comes back in to the clump. But the moon opposite is what we call a bucket chart, B-U-C-K-T, and B-U-C-K-E-T. And it, see, I had to do it twice. <laughs> <laughs> so moon in Virgo is all about perfection and how we work. And we just had a full moon yesterday, which is nice and juicy. Takes us back to August of 19, takes us back to June of 2000. Now we're at the full moon. We get to December. We're, uh, we're in the um, closing square. Uh, and then the moon goes into Libra. And then the moon goes into Scorpio this week. And um, hi, Remo. How are you? Uh, we go into March, of course, which is always a juicy month. And then we go into Sagittarius, and then we go into Capricorn. When it gets back into Capricorn, it's coming back into the circle, you know, coming back into the planetary clump. But what this is is the handle of the basket. Now there's a handle of the bucket. There's a theory on the planetary configurations. When, when the handle is nearer to you know, at the section it's going into, right, the section it's going into, which is nearer to the planets that are coming towards it. Um, it gives an energy of new beginnings as opposed to psychological competency, which is where it was the last couple of days. So it's kind of, we have this energy of feeling, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm feeling new at this. I'm feeling not so sure I know what I'm doing. Remember, all the planets in the heavens are going direct. There isn't anybody up there backwards. Um, so with that, except for Vesta, um, which is the home and hearth planet. So you're reconsidering your home and hearth energy, where you're, where you're going to build your home or where you're going to live. But the rest of them are all direct. They're all moving forward. So there's a lot of energy for forward motion in the sky. And then the moon over there all by him herself feels a little alone. She's feeling a little bit like, like I'm about, do I actually know how to do this? Do I, yeah, I'm not, you know, I don't know. Might need some training wheels. So honoring that, you know, uh, just really, you know, doing that beginner mind, saying, okay, let me step through this, let me step through this, let me step through that, you know, the step-by-step process that we go through when we're learning how to do something new, when we're learning how to take on something we've never done before. And also because there is a lot of planets looking at the moon, uh, we're going to process through the moon. You know, he's the boss of the chart in the sense that he's the guy everybody reports to and they all look at because he's over there all by himself or she's over there all by herself. Um, the energy is very much about, okay, you know, like I I do feel a little alone in this. You know, it's when you're on that bike and you're you're in charge 
and uh <laughs> you can tip over yeah, but you can learn how to ride a bike you know it's got a you know it's got a dual edge thing so you know just training wheels this week think training wheels think do it again do it again mars and gemini no skill comes in without a little bit of practice um how we build our talents and remember when you were brave and bold and young or when you didn't think about consequences maybe that's a better thing and say you know i don't really didn't really think about that consequence now okay what am i going to do with it so it's an interesting week not a hard week at all um there are planets aspecting the nodes which of course gives us choices choice points in our journey of how we get there and where we go and invites that in the planet you know the planets aspecting the nodes also speak to us about um you know, an opportunity, a choice, a person coming in saying, hey, how about this? And, you know, it's a good idea to say, yeah, if it looks interesting, even if you don't know how you're going to do it. So right now the moon's in Virgo. He goes void in about, an, about 11 o'clock this morning, around 10.58, and then he's void from 10.58 to 2, 2.17. He goes void with a trine to Mars, which is a very positive uh, forward motion kind of energy. And then... um we go into March. It's March already. Two months into 2021. How did that happen? I don't know. This time seems to be going really fast. So we're in a Libra moon then on Monday and Tuesday. And the moon in Libra goes void at 9.09 a.m. on the 2nd with a square to Pluto. And then he's void from 9.09 until uh, 3.38 p.m. when he goes into Scorpio. So the Libra moon, you know, Sunday's moon, Monday's moon, and early Tuesday morning's moon, uh, it, these are all East Coast times, are, you know, with a square, but it's action-oriented. You know, moon in Libra square, Pluto in, in cap, invites us to kind of think about, you know, what our what our story is and how we're getting there. Then the moon goes into Scorpio Tuesday, um, and also the moon square um, Pluto is losing something or something's done. Moon goes into Scorpio on Tuesday the 2nd, and... Um, He's in Scorpio Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and he goes void at 11.10 a.m. Uh, moon is sextile Pluto when he goes void, so that's positive. And Mars goes into Gemini on the 3rd, which is a um, doing it again, offering it again, another round, pass to, riding the bike, training wheels, the whole idea. And then Mars is in Gemini for a while. He stays in Gemini. You know, he's not in his six-month mode where he... Uh, where he stays in a sign forever, which was what we felt like this summer. And he, but he is in Gemini until um, April 23rd. So kind of mark your calendar. Do everything twice until April 23rd when he goes into Cancer. Um, and then he's uh, he is in Scorpio when he goes void in Scorpio, as I mentioned. Um, he goes void uh, at 10, 11, 10 a.m. Thursday morning with a sextile to Pluto. And then a little bit void during the day, 5.43 p.m., the moon goes into Sagittarius, and he's in Sagittarius Thursday night, Friday, Saturday through 4.44 a.m., and that's when the moon in, in Sagittarius squares Neptune, goes void at 4.40 a.m., moon is void all day Saturday the 6th until he enters Capricorn at 9.20 p.m., 9.20 p.m., Saturday night, and then he's in Capricorn Saturday, Sunday, Monday. He goes void at 7.52 p.m. with a, Monday the 8th with a conjunction to Capricorn. So think about these moons. Virgo is the harvest. Libra is the partner. Scorpio is the intense merging. 
Sagittarius is the visionary candles. I see a path. I see a direction. I know where I'm going. Capricorn is a solid, reliable, dependable rock, moon, rock, moon. So that's our week from earth to earth, you know, with the fall in the fall season. So again, when the moon goes through these seasons, you know, with through the signs, it brings forward the energy, but in all cases until it gets the Capricorn moon, it's the it's the handle of the bucket and all the planets are kind of looking at the moon as the boss. So that that also does mean the we can be a little emotional. You can feel a little extra emotion um because there's a lot of energy around um the moon standing alone. Uh, Monday's got good aspects, even though the closing aspect's hard. The good aspect is the uh, all the trines that the Libra moon makes to the Aquarian planets. And then Wednesday has aspects of movement, because the moon in Scorpio is squaring all the Aquarian planets and kind of getting everything up and running. Um, and then the uh, and so Wednesday is pretty active with that Scorpio moon. Also on Wednesday we have um, Venus in the sextile to Uranus, so it's a closing sextile. You know Venus aspects Uranus every year, and as she's coming in, um, she's right now in Aquarius, so she's coming in for a landing when she gets to Taurus. So imagine you know last year when Venus was in Taurus, she met up with Uranus. Um, and she zoomed around, and now she's coming in for a landing. So this is a harvesting of energy, and of course she's she's kind of happy. Um, she's exalted in Pisces; she really likes it. And Uranus, of course, is in you know Taurus, her sign. So she's you know it's a complementary feeling kind of energy. Um, then we have a commitment energy with Mercury in Aquarius meeting Jupiter. That's on Thursday. Um, so there's an, okay, we're in, we're on it, we're going to do this. Uh, and then uh, the even though the moon is void on Saturday, there's really nice aspects with the Sag moon in aspect to all of the Aquarius planets. So the moons are basically pretty easy-peasy. And then Monday the 8th, the moons are nice, even even though it's in Capricorn. Nice, good sextile, you know, the moon... The moon in Capricorn is sextile the sun in Pisces. So the emotional tem- temperament of the week is pretty straightforward. Um, let me find my sheet here. I always have this runny nose in the morning. I don't know what the deal is with that. Sorry about the snuffling. Uh, so this week the sun is in Pisces, and it goes from 10 Pisces to 20, 19 Pisces. Um, it has a choice point on the 5th of March when the moon squares the nodes of fate. That is on Friday. Uh, and moon squares the nodes of fate kind of gives us a forward motion. Sun is opposite Vesta on March 4th, which is a uh, making a decision about housing, home, direction. I have a lot of clients this last couple weeks saying, I'm thinking of moving, I'm thinking of moving, I'm changing my house. So we make some decisions about that. Uh, Mercury this week runs from 15 Aquarius to 23 Aquarius, so he's zipping along. He has a condition and a choice. He makes a commitment on the 2nd of March um, when he has a sextile and a trine to the nodes of fate. Um, He's also on a world point, um, so he's got this energy of being on the world point and saying, okay, um, let's try this again. Let's do this. Let's make this commitment. And he meets up with Jupiter on the 4th. So Jupiter gets a yes. Uh, Moon and Mercury and Jupiter meet up in Aquarius. That's a yes. So you want to watch what the yes is, but there's a yes coming this week. Venus this week, she's in Pisces. She's a happy gal. She's running from seven 
Pisces to 16 Pisces. And, of course, in the middle of the week, um, she's a little bit of, you know, a little anxious, you know, she's a little nervous about those training wheels. Remember, she's in Pisces, so she's kind of like, if I run into the mailbox, what happens to me? Um, so you want to be nice to Venus. She's feeling a little, little anxious this week, um, but happy, anxious but happy. And then, of course, she has the sextile to Uranus on the 3rd, so that's excited, kind of an exciting time. And then she has a little stress on the 4th <laughs> over whatever happened on the 3rd because she has a hard aspect to Eris and Saturn and Pluto. And she's like, oh, oh, and that's okay. You know, calm her down, calm her down. Oh, change is hard. Everybody goes, do you want to change? And you go, yeah, you know, change is good, change is good. And then you go, do you want to change? And they go, no, no I don't want to change. I want them to change. But this week, everything changes. Um, Venus also has a square to the nodes of fate in Pisces. She's squaring the nodes in Gemini Sag. And that happens on the 9th. So, you know, so Mercury, the sun has a square early in the week. And then Venus, sun has a square on the 5th, and Venus has a square on the 9th. And Mercury has the sextile on the 2nd. See, the nodes of fate are very active with our personal planets. So we're making important choices. As I mentioned, Mars goes into Gemini on March 3rd, and he's there till the end of April. And then he has a um, contra-parallel to Pluto. So there's an opportunity to have an argument with somebody, and he doesn't take it. He says no. And he works on his dream. Mars is quintile to Neptune uh, in Pisces on the 8th uh, next Monday. So he's got this, I'm working on the dream, living on the dream. It's a forward motion. Um, Jupiter, not a lot going on. He aspects Vesta, the home and hearth, on the 5th. Uh, which is kind of what's going on with the housing situation, what's going on with moving, are you changing locations. Great week to look. And then Saturn is biquintile Vesta on the 3rd, um, which gives us an opportunity to reapproach, to think about it again. Remember, Saturn's in Aquarius and he rules the sky. So, of course, when we're making changes around our foundation and trying to figure out where we're going, um, you know, one of the first things that happens is um, changing that foundation. Neptune aspecting, nep- Neptune aspecting our partnerships on the 4th. So we're being inspired, we're being encouraged. It also is aspecting a very creative energy on the 7th. And then uh, Athena goes into Pisces on March 7th. So she's been roaming around in Aquarius and she steps into Pisces. So she is taking strategic positions to help you make your dreams happen. So there's a shift of her out of Aquarius where she's really happy. When she goes into Pisces, she's very much, um, uh, you know, she's a visionary. When we look at her mythology, she's got a lot of energy around seeing things in a in a different way or seeing things from a different perspective. And when she goes into a water sign, um, because she's, you know, so much of an intellectual uh, intellectual goddess, she kind of really, it really, I don't want to say it disrupts her energy, but it invites her to think in a way with more long-term consequences. You know, it's not that she's not strategic. She, you know, she sees three head, three moves ahead on the chessboard, maybe even ten. But when she's in Pisces, she's kind of a, a I'm going to let the spirit move me. I'm going to, I'm going to trust the process. I'm going to trust in the heavens. I'm going to trust that the vision that's supposed to happen will happen. So she gets you to release a little of the directedness that you have, like it has to be this way or else. And she allows you to kind of relax into her in the same way when I was talking about the car crash with my friend Carol. 
it allows you to relax. Now, you know, when she was saying it, you're supposed to just relax in. I'm like, really? You know, <laughs> and, you know, I'm a control girl. I don't relax into anything. But it, it, she does say to you, yeah, you know, just trust the process. Trust the process to everything. And it also, when she's in Athena, when Athena's in Pisces, she encourages you to dream. So my friend Lisa just posted on the internet that she had uh, bought her burpee seeds for her garden this summer, uh, and, you know, looking at all the varieties of what she was going to plant. And you know, she posts all summer beautiful pictures of things coming out of her garden. So it, it's a you know, Palace and Athena is what's your garden look like? What do you want that? What's your vision? What's your long range vision? What's your big dream? And this week, because it's just you know, it's kind of a move along kind of week. You know, you know, getting better, working on stuff, figuring things out, not too much drama. Um, the opportunity to be uh, thinking about, well, what will happen when I'm at that next place? Not, not where you are now, because Athena does look a little far-reaching, but she also is looking far into the dream. She's saying, what's your dream? And sometimes, you know, we get so busy, we don't really think about that, you know. Uh, we're just doing our doing our life. And this, this week does invite us to kind of sit back with the moon looking at our life across the field, you know, moon up there opposite all the planets that we've, you know, bustling and having. You know, it's that time when you sit at a cocktail party or a party, you know, kind of sitting in the corner, right, and like watching everybody talk to each other. And they're all talking, and you're just kind of sitting by yourself looking at everybody, having animated conversations. You're not part of any of them necessarily, but you're looking at them. And you're going, hmm, 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 hmm. And that, you know, if you can take time for that this week, so Athena can whisper in your ear and say, you know, how about we do this? How about, how about this? Kind of that little quiet whisper as she enters Pisces, because, of course, she's now going to be working on helping you vision your dream, vision your garden next year, vision what it looks like after, get you a position, a vision of reality, you know. I've been having all my friends, because I'm, I'm old, and I have friends that are eligible for shots. I've been having all my friends get their shots, right? And, uh, you know, I got my got my first one, you know, and then it's like, oh, I can dream again. It's really interesting, you know, it's kind of a, um, you don't realize how much froze during the pandemic, and now it's like, okay, now we're ready, we're ready to have a dream again. What's that dream? What's that look like? And and I just encourage you to really be gentle this week with yourself because of the training wheels analogy, but that also whatever you're riding towards, wherever you're heading with Mars and Gemini, you got a friend, you got a companion, someone's going to help you. Um, and that's always fun. Doesn't mean they're going to stay with you on the whole journey, right? They're just going to help you on this next phase of it. They're going to be like Mrs. Parsons was. I was riding that bike. I was riding that bike. I was doing pretty well. But I had my training wheels. And she was like, Ann, you want to give up? The oh, no, man. I don't want to give up my training wheels. And, you know, Mrs. Parsons made me give up my training wheels. And it was good, you know, because most of the bikes you run into outside of the one of your own, you know, they don't have training wheels. So it's knowing you can do it. You can drive this. You can do this. You've got this. You're ready to roll, maybe twice because Mars is in Gemini. But that's okay. We never learn anything the first time. 
well, some things we learn the first time, but most things take a little practice. So this week you want to practice. You want to say, I'm, I'm a practice. I'm a, I'm a student of life. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I've got this. I've got this. So uh, I'm going to wish you a great week. And it's early this week because it's moon in Virgo. And Anne hopped out of bed with a little snuffly nose here. But other than that, ready to roll into the week. So I'm wishing you a great week. Um, This is Ann Ortley signing off from the Bright Red Desk, and this is the episode for February 28th. And for those of you who are like, what did she say? She said it wrong. I did. I said it wrong last week. But that was Mercury in his shadow. Now Mercury's a little clear, and he's like, he actually knows what he's doing. So wishing you a great week. Take care. Lots of love. And uh, remember, you can do this. Bye.